0: This is Issues 2019. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Wichita Director of Airports, Victor White. Welcome to Issues 2019. Well, good morning, Steve. Happy New Year. I almost didn't know, if it's almost been a mistake and called it 2018, but clearly the New Year's here. It'll, it'll take about a month and a half. Yeah, we'll, yeah I know. We'll keep I know. doing that.
1: Tell us about. Uh, Generally, your responsibilities. Wichita has more than one airport, I know. We do. We run, of course, Eisenhower Airport, the airline airport, and also Colonel Jabbar Airport, the general aviation reliever airport on the east side of town. And, uh, you know, the Wichita Airport Authority is kind of like a city unto itself because we have our own police and fire department we have our own public works and maintenance we have engineering finance personnel you know we have construction we have engineering so we've got darn near everything that a normal city government does uh, just on a really small scale except we don't have a library and we don't have a housing department yeah How many people then actually work for the Wichita Airport Authority? There's about 150 uh, city employees that are uh, working for the authority directly. And then we have about another 30 or 40 under contract that manage our parking facilities for us.
0: So so how long have you been uh, director of the Wichita Airport? Well, I'm going on year 14
1: now. Wow. Seems like it's uh, been a... That long? Or you've got a lot going on
0: while you've been
1: there. You know, it seems like yesterday, but, uh, yeah, you're right. There's been so much happen in the last 13 years. You know, we, we took the place from – uh, a 1950s vintage airline terminal to now we have a state-of-the-art, modern, glorious, magnificent facility that just receives all sorts of accolades and, you know, it's it's gosh it's hard to believe it's been open three and a half years now, but we still get tons of compliments on Facebook and Twitter and Yelp and other social media. How long How long has it been open? When did the terminal open? Three and a half years. We opened it in June of 2015. Wow you right. It seems like it was just yesterday, and we changed the name of the airport, yeah, uh, from Midcontinent to Eisenhower Airport in January of 2015. So we're coming up on the four-year anniversary of that too. have any feedback on that. People, oh, just, uh, you know, been... in the beginning, there were some naysayers, uh, some who thought it was a really horrible idea, but nowadays we get lots of compliments, yeah, and I, I personally get a a real sense of pleasure every day when I drive into work and pass underneath that sign that says Eisenhower National Airport. It just gives me chills. Kind of won me
0: over, too. I wasn't a big uh, uh, supporter in the in the beginning, but, you know.
1: I, I, I mean, was, it's, it's, you know, I'll have to admit that in the very beginning when the, when the petition started to change the name, I was not in favor of it. But, boy, I look back on that and say, man, I'm glad I changed my mind because we have so much fun with it. Yeah. We've made uh, yeah. great connections and relationships with members of the Eisenhower family. And the Eisenhower Museum and the foundation. Right. And so we're looking forward to some things coming up on that. Hopefully this year if we can pull it off.
0: You know, promotion-wise, and uh, within the, the
1: building or whatever, you may have just scratched the surface so far on that. There might be a lot you could do with Eisenhower. We get a lot of mileage out of that name change. And the recognition worldwide is just incredible. So because of that, we want to take advantage of it. And we've I've been working for... Several years now, but it's starting to kind of gel, I believe, where we have two big projects upcoming to take advantage of it to provide some tributes to Eisenhower. One is we're going to start a process to do a public fundraising for a larger-than-life-size statue of Ike to put in the terminal. We also are working with the museum up in Abilene to put in uh, tribute displays to explain his life history. So those are two major things that we think folks will really want to get on board with when we start kick those off.
0: Okay, take a step back now, and uh, by way of review... What
1: did the new terminal cost, and, and how is it? How was it, or is it paid for? Well, it's not paid for yet uh, because we did borrow money over about a thirty-year period, but it was about a two hundred and twenty-five million-dollar project, uh, all in with uh, uh, utilities and roadway changes and parking lot and garage, rental car center, of course, the terminal itself, and but the good news is that the taxpayers of Wichita are not. Paying for it, only if you use the airport. Uh, do you pay for that new terminal or anything else that we do at the airports. It's a 100% user fee facility. Is that pretty much the case with most big cities? Yeah, it really is. It's become more and more common. You know, you know 30, 40 years ago, uh, airports of all sizes had to rely upon subsidies from their local government or whoever their parent was that owned the place. But uh, it's it's certainly changed. The airports are, are way more of a business now than they ever used to be decades ago. And so we are. We are a business enterprise that just happens to be a government agency. What have you seen in terms of passenger counts since, mm-hmm. since Eisenhower opened? Can you give us some ideas? We have had increases every year since the terminal opened. And, in fact, I've just made a note to myself this morning that for the month of November, we just got the stats in, best ever passenger traffic in the history of the airport is in November Traffic was up about 5%. We're up to close to 145, over 145,000 passengers that month. And for the year to date, for the 11 months of 18, passenger traffic is up 2.5%. So if uh, December, we don't get those numbers for a couple of weeks, but if, if December turns out to be as good as November, we should have a, a record-setting year for 2018 with uh, well over a million and a half passengers. Uh, You know, a lot of that's due, we think, due to recent Frontier Airlines started service in late August to Denver. Uh, That forced United to lower its fares to Denver, so both of them are doing very well. United has actually uh, increased the size of their aircraft with more seats, and that's helped some. Cargo, you know, we run a big cargo business. It's up 15% in November, so, so far things are looking pretty good. Now, what will the airport
0: uh, will the airport stay busy? You think during the January to March quarter?
1: Well, it, you know it's probably one of the slower periods of the year yeah. until spring break kicks in. Uh, you know March April timeframe. It, it's not the busiest part of the year. The people
0: who uh, use the airport, where do they come from? Uh, are you drawing any from down in Oklahoma, or is this a regional airport?
1: Uh, or you know, do
0: they all come from Central County?
1: No, they don't. They don't all, but obviously the, the vast majority come from our uh, South Central Kansas region. Mm-hmm. But we draw from two thirds of the state of Kansas, and we draw from about four counties in northern Oklahoma as well. And we and we know that because we also we do periodic license plate checks in the parking lots, in the garage, and so forth, and we also do. About once a year, a major uh, ticket uh, examination through one of our consultants who has access to uh, airline databases, and they, they uh, see what zip codes people live in when they buy tickets. There you go. Good research. Now, what what are some of the passengers, what are they
0: saying about the new terminal? I mean, they're, obviously, they're, they're telling you, or I, I think they probably
1: are reacting to it. Oh, it's incredible. You know, people people love the new experience that this terminal has given them it, it really put Wichita on the map in the airport business uh, people love the look the feel the atmosphere the brightness the the light the cheery the glass the high-tech look all the things and besides the way it looks and makes you feel uh, it works way better than the old one did it's more efficient uh, the airlines love it and one of the things that we didn't expect but we've seen this for sure, is that uh, when the airline and concession employees and the other f- employees who work in the building are happier with their workplace, they tend to have a better attitude and deliver better customer service. So happy customers are a result of happy employees. So what kind of comments do you get about, uh, about the food in the terminal, the- Well, we have a good mix. We have six food and beverage operations running, uh, you know, in the terminal, ranging from the the Chick-fil-A and the Dunkin' Donuts, which are the two national chains. We have uh, Grab and Fly and Aviator's Cafe and Air Capital Bar. And then, of course, our local connection is with the River City Brewing Company, which is the the, uh, sit-down dining operation. And they're Food sales are up as well during November, and in fact, every month this year. Our retail operations, the uh, Retail News and Gift, is an internationally acclaimed company actually based in France now, but it's called Paradis La Gardaire, and it's an Atlanta company. Uh, Paradis has won the Airport Retailer of the Year Award 21 years in a row. So we really ended up with a great operation there, and the quality of the merchandise that they sell in the shops is amazing. Do you have any problems with the TSA? No. You know what? Uh, I talk to my colleagues at airports all across the country, and quite frankly, many of them are griping constantly about their relationship with the TSA and the service that they get from the TSA. We have a wonderful relationship with the federal security director from the TSA and all of his staff. And quite frankly, the new uh, security checkpoint design, which is more open, wide, and uh, more efficient, makes them move a little better too. They, se- they tend to have lower uh, queuing times than many other airports of similar size. And we get very, 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 very few complaints about the TSA, you know, given the fact that they have a really thankful thankless job no. to do what they do, and it's, it's frustrating for many pastors, especially the, the folks that don't travel very often, who are not familiar with the processes, and don't understand why they have to do certain things, but the frequent travelers, they get it, and they know how to do it.
0: Yep, there was, uh, that has really made an improvement. I'll, I'll agree with you there. Hey, you're listening to Issues 2019 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Wichita Director of Airports, Victor White. I'm going to go back. Because you you brought this up first, but I had a, I had a question ready to go for you, and that is uh, another part of the airport
1: is cargo. Tell us about shipping out of and into Eisenhower. <clears throat> well, that is another line of business that we operate at the airport authority, and that's air cargo. We have the three largest air cargo airlines in the world with UPS, FedEx, and DHL operating, and they do a tremendous business out there, and they fly a very large aircraft, you know, every day, and they just got off a hugely busy season. Uh, <laughs> you know, November, December is just their busy time of the year, and they bring in extra airplanes and extra trucks to, to unload and unload stuff and get it out, and so uh, Cargo is, is one of those businesses that we love to see. And it's kind of a hidden thing. You know, most folks in the community don't really give it a second thought unless you happen to see the planes sitting on the side of the runway as you're driving in. Did the,
0: is that something <clears> – <throat> does that generate any revenue? And we all. get
1: we get rent revenue, of course, well, you, from the yeah. from the spaces that they occupy in the cargo buildings. We have three cargo buildings. Uh, we also get uh, landing fees off of them and some other fees, cargo handling fees, and so uh, it all adds up and goes into the pot that we use to pay the bills. Tell us about uh, demolishing the old terminal. It seems like it's taken a while for that to d- to happen. Yeah, you know that has taken way longer than any of us would have liked. Uh, And it's way more expensive than than I would have hoped it would be. But we are finally there. Uh, It will be gone this year. I can say this year now. Uh, They've been doing prep work for the last six months. We hired the contractor, and they've been doing asbestos removal and lead paint removal and all of the environmental things to prep the site. They've been building a security fence around the site. They've been taking out... uh, various mechanical equipment that was uh, you know buried within the system. and uh, they tell us that they should start the actual demo that the public would see probably this month, next month, and then the building will be pretty much gone by summertime. It'll be usable space then for what? Well, we're already using the uh, – you know, we tore down the the gates and the concourses and all of the connector yeah. buildings a couple of years ago. And so we we repaved the uh, area that those were in and now use that as, as parking for airliners, particularly overnight. And so uh, that's going to continue to be used. The site where the building itself uh, sits uh, probably will remain – Clear, at least for the foreseeable future, until we can decide what's what some good opportunities might be for something in that space. What uh,
0: What other construction projects do you have going on at the airports? Anything? Well,
1: we we've just kicked off two huge ones that uh, are not very sexy to the to the. Folks out in the radio land, okay. you know, uh, folks just won't see it very often. But we're going to rebuild one of the runways over the next few years uh, that, you know, it's a 30, 40 years of pavement out there. And it's, it's exceeded. It's almost exceeding its, its useful life. Then we have another huge project that we, we're in the design phase right now. And that's to rebuild all the concrete uh, ramps and aprons where the aircraft park uh, from the north to the south end of the general aviation uh, area of the airport on the east side, and that general aviation is anything except airlines and cargo in this case, and so it's it's a very complex project, a very expensive project. It'll be it'll drag on for years, depending on how the funding uh, flows in from federal grants and our own resources itself. So uh, it'll be a, a fun but interesting project.
0: You. I'm sorry, you're about to uh, open the new dock hangar and were, education center. You were reading my mind. So, I'm so glad, who, glad you you I always ask, asked. who paid for that, and
1: and who who will pay for the operation and Upkeep? Well, that is a privately funded right. uh, activity. Uh, Docs Friends, Inc., a nonprofit uh, charitable organization, raised the money. And if, uh, last, last I recall, it was around $6.5 million dollars. Uh, to do the hangar and the uh, aircraft ramp and the ancillary facilities. Uh, they're still doing a little bit of fundraising uh, to go towards the education center, uh, which is for STEM uh, exhibits and things for educational purposes. Uh, they are selling bricks. Uh, you can pay 200 bucks to buy an engraved brick, or you can pay $400 to buy an 8 by 8 inch Tile that you can have engraved, and they will. They've been placing those in front of the building, and they expect to open the hangar up to the public sometime this month. We don't have an exact date yet, but I'm going to guess a couple, three weeks from now, maybe towards the end of the month. Um, but it is very nice, and it's if you drive past there, especially at night when Doc is inside the hangar, his nose is pointing towards the street. It's a glass front hangar, and it has lighted sinuses dock on the top of the building. It is spectacular. Is it a B-17? No, it's a B-29. B-29. One of only two in the whole world that are still flyable. But there
0: were, were they ever camouflaged? It seems to me I was reading a book recently about Jimmy Stewart. that One of those planes, I think the 17 or maybe this one, came out with a shiny surface, and uh, they quit doing camouflage back in World War II.
1: You know, that's a good question. I don't know. I have to admit, I'm not familiar with I think with that. it
0: may be the original uh, color scheme, if you will silver. Well, did you anticipate really other similar special <clears throat> aircraft displays on the grounds? It seems like a pretty good idea. I don't know if you've got the space for that kind of thing.
1: No, we really don't. Uh, DOC has, has been a, a many years-long project for an awful lot of folks, and it's cost a lot of money. Uh, the city put in money. The county put in money. The airport authority put in some money to, as a contribution to the project. Uh, Boeing and Spirit and other large businesses as well as literally hundreds of of, of donations they received from, you know, a a couple of bucks on up, you know, so they've had a, it's been a huge uh, community-wide fundraising event, and it's been spectacular, and I think it's something that Wichita will be very proud of. It's uh, obviously a major tourist attraction, not just for aviation (laughs) buffs, but for people that just like to see airplanes. Will there be an admission to that, you think? Yeah, they'll, they'll charge it. They'll have to feet. do something, over no, there They'll have to raise – and they'll have a little gift shop and for, with, you know, things for – artifacts for sale. I, I don't know what the price is going to be yet.
0: I'll tell you what, though. There are a lot of people coming into our city, visitors and so forth. And I wouldn't uh, – if I had somebody coming in and say, hey, let's go see let's go see Doc, it'd be worth a trip out to the airport and take
1: a look at that thing. i tell you what, since Doc moved into the hangar back in – I guess it was November – I personally have had lots of phone calls and lots of texts and lots of emails from people who've said, hey, I've got a grandfather who was a World War II veteran, and he's in town for the holidays. Can you get him in to see the airplane? (laughs) Well, it's still locked up until it's open to the public, you know, as I said later this month. But uh, the enthusiasm from all sections of the community is incredible. Give us some information. Let's uh, switch gears. Give us some information about Jabara Airport. Is Jabara it? is a, I don't want to say a hidden jewel because it's not hidden anymore, uh, but it's, it's kind of, it's reaching a, a, a great uh, momentum right now, is a good word for it. Uh, we have a lot of activity taking place out there with hangar construction, new businesses. We moved uh, uh, the life team operation uh, moved down from Newton to set up their, their headquarters there. They, they run air ambulance types of services, air medical services. We have uh, several new hangars under construction for the uh, fixed base operator. That's a company that does aircraft maintenance and fueling and servicing and hangaring. Uh, There's a potential for a second fixed base operator uh, who's in negotiations to build uh, its own facilities out there. Uh, we've had several corporate hangars built out there in the last couple of years, and so, and then of course the, the National Center for Aviation Training was built there almost 10 years ago. I it was about 2009 uh, when it opened up, the, funded by the county, and that's now WSU Tech uh, operation yeah, yeah. and a, a spectacular facility that uh, is just amazing in the the publicity that that's garnered for Wichita and the community and the airport itself, uh, with folks all over in the business. Now, the
0: Spirit, uh, Spirit Aviation is adding more than 2,000 new jobs. Does that have
1: any impact on which airports? Well, oh, I think it will. I mean, when you have a couple of thousand new employees, hopefully those are folks that are moving. A lot of those will be moving to town from other places. We will see the result in terms of more airline passengers, mostly because uh, there's always a spin-off effect for every new job cre- that's created. there's probably two to three additional jobs in the community that come as a result from you know retail restaurant, service industries and things of that nature. So uh, it, the, the tide is rising for the community with things like that. So everybody benefits. What's in the future for Wichita's airports? You got anything you're well, setting the, on the drawing uh, board? There's a couple of things that I wanted to throw out that that are kind of hidden uh, customer service things that we've we've uh, we're putting into place in the terminal at Eisenhower, and they're they're they may be small but they're very meaningful to the folks who uh, need those things. And one is we instituted uh, uh, this fall a system called Ira. It's A I R A, and I R A is a technological system for the blind or the visually impaired folks that have special glasses and a special app on their smartphone, where they can actually contact a dispatcher, if you will, in San Diego at their headquarters, and it helps the blind person walk through the airport facilities, and be get receive directions from the dispatcher who's looking. With a camera on the guy's glass. There you go. And he says, "Okay, go ahead, ten feet, turn left, and then you know your ticket counter's here. Here's the restrooms. Here, look, he you, know, you can focus on the flight information boards and tell them what time their flight and what gate it's leaving. It's amazing. Uh, we've in the few months we've had it, we've received a lot of compliments, and the usage has been really good. Uh, another thing that uh, we've started this year, this last year, was a service animal relief area where we converted a what was previously a family restroom into a restroom for service animals and of course it's not limited to just service animals anyone with a traveling pet can go in there and there's a bathroom for the for the pets and the service animals and we think that's a pretty cool thing
0: Um, so what about a a service animal that's a peacock or a uh... Uh, no, an iguana
1: is mostly for four-legged <laughs> critters that need a place to, to, to do their business normal normal another thing that we just instituted in the last couple of weeks is a translation service in the terminal. For folks who need to speak who speak a different language and they can't find anybody that uh, speaks whatever we we signed up for a service that's uh, reachable by telephone from our employees and it's like 150 different languages and so we've we've already seen some usage of that uh, surprising the amount of foreign speaking customers we have in the terminal
0: using high tech to solve some of those problems
1: huh? absolutely they're well, small listen, but they're very meaningful
0: well we're about out of time just uh, on behalf of the entire community I'm mean, the spokesman for the entire community. Uh, Everybody seems to be very, very impressed with the new airport and things that are going on out there. It's an exciting time, the new airport. Now we're going to have a new ballpark, and, uh, yeah, it's renewal time, I guess, for Wichita.
1: Things are happening in Wichita, and I'm just excited to be a part of it.
0: Wichita Airport Director Victor White. That's all for this edition of Issues 2019. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.